Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. Kent Maddox and Beverly Maddox here today with some of our favorite people in the world, Paul Keith and Amy Davis. We're glad you guys are here. Yeah, we Thank are, you. and we decided not to go split screen. We wanted the real thing, three-dimensional, <laughs> so we brought you all the way from Oregon so that we can do this podcast in person with you live so we can catch every single thing that you have to say. I love a split screen, but I never really know where to look. <laughs> so welcome. We've been friends a long, long time, and we sure appreciate uh, White Dove Ministries and all that these guys bring. They're going to talk some of to some of the things for us today about the times we're living in and preparation for what the Lord's doing. What I really appreciate about Paul, Keith, and Amy is they carry a spirit of revelation. And so we're just believing today as we share these few moments together that we will literally experience the spirit of revelation so that we can understand. And no, I asked Bev if she didn't mind to read the scripture. It's been one of our things we've been praying a lot lately and just to kind of get us started off in, in the right vein. Yes, we're going to be in Ephesians 1, and I'm starting at verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what the exceeding greatness of his power to us and those who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And that's, that's a mic drop moment. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much says everything to me. He is set in heavenly places. And my goodness, we had such a lively conversation about that last night. Well, Paul, Keith, and Amy... Let us know what's happening in the revelatory realm and what God's saying to us. We sure appreciate you taking the time to be okay. here and share with us. Okay, I'll go first. I'm just going to share with you what I heard the Lord say just this morning. And it's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for, it uh, makes me weepy. It's a tough one for my soul to, to handle. But I'm going to go ahead and just lay right in. I heard the Lord say the scripture that says, The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And I heard the Lord ask me this question about leaders uh, all over this world. What what are you producing? Mm. And I thought, wow, what are we producing? We want to produce righteousness. We want to produce the righteousness of God. And there's a handful of things, you know, that produce righteousness, according to James 1, giving to the needy, which you guys are so amazing at doing. <laughs> I mean, this is what you guys do. It is, it produces righteousness. It is such a beautiful thing. Uh, but the scripture says that abounding love produces righteousness. Mm. If there's anybody that loves well, it's the two of you. <laughs> so I'm just so thankful for that. So I found myself this morning just thanking the Lord for the journey that you guys have been on. The good, the bad, the all the pieces of it, that the, the Lord is with you. I love the scripture that says the Lord is with the righteous generation. Mm -hmm. I love that verse. I'm going to um, just read a few verses here because this is what I heard from the Lord uh, this morning. Psalm 14, 2. The Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understand who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they've uh, become corrupt there's no one who does good, not even one. Do all the workers of wickedness not know who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord? And it goes on, you know, of course, to say um, in the scripture that the Lord is with the righteous generation. The Lord is with the righteous generation. He's looking out. He's seeking after who 
will produce righteousness for him. I woke up this morning feeling, um, I'll be quick here, very hungry, and I'm not normally hungry in the morning. <laughs> I was starving, and I had this verse come to my mind, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, wow. for they shall be satisfied. And I took a minute, and I could see across this earth a, a lack of being satisfied, a lack of feeling complete or full. And we're looking for another good message and another good, oh, another thing to say amen about or another meeting to go to or another, 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 another. And the scripture says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be satisfied. And I thought that was just such a beautiful word from the Lord. And I'll share just one thing that I think is so important in stepping into that place of... um, righteousness, producing righteousness. This is the anger of man does not produce righteousness, but it says the reverential awe of God Mm. does. So there's something to be said about this, um, uh, even uh, the frustration that many of us feel right now about all the things going on in the world. But nothing, when we come into that place of reverential awe of God, everything changes. It comes out, like we were talking about last night, like gold out of, mm-hmm. Paul Keith was talking about, and you were seeing beautiful. the gold everywhere, the gold coming out. It is gold that comes forth from us. It comes up out of the land, because the land will even stand in reverence of him. And that was just an amazing, beautiful thing to wake up to. And I thought, okay, well, I'm not feeling that righteous, so Lord, make me righteous, make me righteous. I want to do all the things that produces righteousness. I did a study this uh, past year on righteousness and found 2,600 scriptures, Wow, 2,600 that tie righteousness directly to generosity. Wow. And it's, and it's that generous spirit of yeah. being willing to not only give everything to the Lord, but then to give Yes. Everything for others. And yes. it's, there was 2,600 scriptures about righteousness tying them to generosity. Yeah. And so wow. I think it's something God's what saying I for sure. What I love about that is that's also where the peace comes from, uh-huh. is that awesome fear and reverence of the Lord, but also doing and honoring what he's asked, us, asked of us to do in the earth. Yeah. That brings the peace. Yes. Righteousness, yes. peace, and joy oh. in the Holy Spirit. I could hug you all. <laughs> I know. It's a, it became a thing, really. I, I'm telling you, I just, uh, you, you have the, you carry that, uh, you have shoes of peace and it changes the atmosphere when you come into mm-hmm. it. And so you're experiencing that. And we may not all see it in our personal lives, but I think that as long as we do carry that peace with us, that's what really shifts atmospheres. Oh. And you're doing that. Oh. Paul, Keith, and Amy have been called to prepare people, yes. really, uh, for the Lord. And uh, I'll never forget, I was Paul, Keith, and I was with Bob Jones years ago uh, in one of Paul Keith's conferences. And uh, I'm sitting there with Bob Jones that morning at breakfast, and Paul Keith wasn't down yet. And I, I'm, I'm, I've always loved, you know, preaching about the cross and seeing people born again and, you know, that kind of evangelistic type thing. And so uh, Paul Keith obviously has always brought a, brought a real weighty word. Mm-hmm. And so I asked Bob Jones, I said, Bob, I need to, you talk to me. How do you feed meat and milk? 
to the people of God. I said, because I love seeing people saved and yes. I love seeing people get turned on the Lord, but I also know they've got to mature. And he didn't miss a beat. You know, I thought he was going to give me some great revelation. He says, well, you're good at milk. Paul Keith's good at meat. You feed the milk, let Paul, Paul bring the meat. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was so sincere about it, too. He's like, don't even think twice I'm, about that, little man. Yeah. Yeah. He like, said, I'm the milk man, Paul's the meat man. I, no, <laughs> He's I the butcher. You, I heard you bring some meat messages here the last time we were together. Oh, I think yeah. Bob was just messing with you. <laughs> but Paul, tell us. I mean, you, 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 you know, you've really uh, been here from the Lord about preparing the people. Two things that, you know, kind of uh, from what's been shared already. I, I was reminded of the scripture as Amy was sharing from uh, Psalm 65, I believe it is, where it says, um, How blessed is the man that you do choose to bring near to you to dwell in your house, your courts, your holy temple, for he will be satisfied. Oh. Mm. So, I mean, there's, there's multiple questions being asked today. You know, what do you want from God? Yeah. You know, do you want a big ministry, your name well-known, or all these things, or do you want to walk with God? Yeah. Do you want to be satisfied by dwelling in His house? Wow. There's a passage, you know, I had mentioned earlier from Matthew 24, where they, the disciples asked the question, what, are the, what is the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Right? And, um, and we, we, Amy and I, have this mandate, as you do too, to make ready a people for the coming of the Lord. Well, people misunderstand that. They say, yeah, we're making ready a people to, so the Lord can take us out of here. That mm. is not what that means. Here the word is parousia, presence. Uh -huh. He says, make ready a people for the coming of the Lord that, uh. he, that he may dwell in them. Uh. Wow. That he may occupy them. Literally is what the word means. The Lord right now is looking for a remnant of people that he can dwell in. Mm. Wow. The... Um, some translators, some, you know, the really smart guys, you know, talk about the baptism, the Lord's baptism. <clears throat> the Word of God went down into the Jordan River. The Word came out of the Jordan. The, the heavens opened. The Spirit descended. And the Word and the Spirit became one. And uh, most translations say, and, and the Father spoke and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. Some say that could have been translated, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm pleased to dwell. Oh. Oh, wow. So, so here we are. That makes always. a whole different message, it doesn't does. it? It truly does. We have an opportunity. We're making ready. Both of our ministries are a people for the coming of the Lord, but the Lord is looking for a house to dwell in. Yeah. He's looking for a tabernacle in which he can fully occupy himself. I asked the Lord one time years ago, you know, because people would say, are you kingdom now, kingdom? And I'm like, I'm just the Bible. I don't, you know, I, I don't get into all this hermeneutical stuff. And I said, well, Lord, what is the kingdom? And the Lord spoke very clearly. He said, the kingdom is the Lord Jesus Christ living and abiding in his people, doing through his people what he did when he walked the earth in human form. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's mm -hmm. the simplicity of the kingdom. Just the Lord himself living in us, fully dwelling, fully occupying us, wearing us like a glove, as some people say, just simply doing through us what he did when he walked the earth in human form. That's when he becomes the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I believe that's where we are. I believe that we have crossed a threshold in, in God's timeline. And I'll share a little this morning when we get in the service about this, but we have a, a span of time before the Lord actually does come. But right now we're entering this, this season of time. It's called ion in the Bible. It's the Greek word, ion, mm -hmm. interval of time, that the Lord is coming to his people. 
and he's coming to those that have made themselves ready. So my our question is, what what do I need to do to qualify? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What are you looking for? What pleases you? You know what what is compatible with you? <laughs> and I think part of what Amy was just sharing is a part of that. Um, he's looking for faith. He's looking for people that are people of revelation. Yeah. You know, Bev, you read that scripture. I was reminded, you know, of, of um, what Moses said at the end of his ministry. Um, the, the importance of revelation. So Moses, at the end of his life, you can imagine all the incredible things they saw. Mm-hmm. The Lord parted the Red Sea, <laughs> gave him manna every morning, water from the rock, the brazen, I mean, just all the things that went on. And yet he comes to the end of the day, at the end of his ministry, and he says, now, to this day, he says, you still, you've seen all the signs and wonders, all the miracles, all the, the pillar by fire at night, pillar of cloud by day. You saw the Lord himself. You saw the Lord come down on Mount Sinai. He said, but to this day, you still do not have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand, and they were disqualified. Mm-hmm. Wow. They all went back into the wilderness and died in the they wilderness sure because did. they had unbelief. They sure did. So, so one of the things I know he's looking for to qualify is to be people of revelation to find out what he wants. In other words, you know, Cain worked really hard. We had this discussion this morning. Cain worked really hard to please God, but it wasn't by revelation. Mm. Abel sat on a rock and fed his sheep, but yet he knew what the Lord wanted was blood. Wow. And so when the day came for the sacrifice, you know, Cain goes in, he labors, sweats, brings the fruit of the field, which was hard work. Uh, Abel, on the other hand, went and found this little little lamb that used to sit in his lap every day, you know. And he took a flint rock, and he began to pound away on the juggler vein of the of the lamb, and you know the blood came spewing out all over Abel, all over the rock, all over the lamb. And God came down in the pillar of fire, wow. and looked at Abel through the blood of the lamb. Wow. And and had regard for his sacrifice. And I think right now we need to find out. We might be thinking God's wanting this, this, and this, but he may be looking for something else over here. And it is by revelation we find out what that is. So I think he's looking, you know, feeding the poor, tending to the, to the helpless. Uh, is certainly a big part of that. I think, there's, you know, believing the word um, is, is a huge part of that. I think there's, a, you know, right now we have this Im- amazing opportunity to cleanse our garments. Mm. He's, you know. Such the word. Do you know how many times we've had that word mm-hmm. just this year mm-hmm. about garment change Absolutely. and robe change and yeah. color change and all of the things that God that's is right. doing? Yeah. Because that's that's what he's looking for. I mean, as as we continue to evolve, we, we're basically shedding ourselves, and he is, he is reclothing us. Exactly we believe right. that this uh, season that we're in, this new era, mm-hmm. that we are all having a garment change, mm-hmm. and that goes yeah. so along with that. Mm-hmm. That's what he's looking for. Yeah. No doubt. Are we willing to step into that newness? Yeah. I had an encounter, uh, I forget, maybe a year, year and a half ago. And in this encounter, I'd been looking at Revelation uh, 3 8, says there's a door open that no man can shut. Mm-hmm. Then Revelation 3 20 says there's a door that yeah, we have to open. That's the Lord's right. knocking on this door. Yes. <clears throat> Out of my desperation, it seems I have to open that yeah. door and invite him in. And then the Revelation 4-1 door op- seems to open, not come up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was kind of using that as a prayer mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. said, okay, I know the door of salvation, the blood, as you were mentioning, that's, that door is not closed. So I have access there. But no, Lord, out of my desperation, I, I'm opening this door for you to please yeah. come in here. And now 
I believe that this Revelation 4-1 door is open. And the next thing you know, I can't explain it, I'm sitting here, and I'm at a place. And at this place I was at, uh, I knew it to be a part of heaven. I didn't know what part of heaven, but I just knew I was at this place. And uh, this angel came up to me and said, "Uh, come over here, I've got to put a new garment on you. And I was like, why? He said, because here in this realm, what you wear determines the access Absolutely. that yeah. you uh, totally. enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay. So I, he goes, takes me over. I get this new, wasn't fancy. It was just a, a, a garment. And next thing I know, this, the experience is over. And I didn't, all I knew is read Zechariah 3. That's all I knew from the experience. Read Zechariah mm-hmm. 3. And I'm like, Zechariah 3, you know, I'm the milkman, so John 3.16, <laughs> I'm not in Zechariah a lot. I mean, John 3.16 is my game. But I read Zechariah yeah, 3, and gotcha. sure enough, it's the, it's the high priest that needs yes. a new turban, needs That's a new right. robe. And I think you've preached on this many times, but there's a scripture that says, I will give you access to mm-hmm. walk among those that are here. It's so beautiful. And I knew the yeah. Lord has, was talking to us that there is another level of access mm-hmm. that yeah. the righteous are yeah. going to have in this season yeah to in these place of court. So can you talk to us about that? I say something real quickly. I want to share along with that. My daughter had had a dream um, maybe about a month ago where she had had these garments and they had been stained this white. And she said a woman took the white garments and, and cleaned the garments and gave them back. And then she said, then I went, and she was symbolic, you know, very very symbolic of uh, the beloved. And um, the the angel cleaned the stains off of the, gar- the white garments and gave them back, and then she was sent. And when she was sent, um, uh, the, the children were asking, how do we see the future? And she said, you take the mud and you put it on your eyes, mm. and then you can see. Wow. And it was such a beautiful description, like even of what you're saying, of the right garments, the clean garments, so that we can go and do the work of the ministry from that place, and we can go into that, you know, holy of holies place. Mm. But you're saying this comes by revelation, not by works of Absolutely. works, right? You know, find out what the Lord wants and provide it. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it boils down to. I've had something similar to what you had. And I saw the, one of the most valuable garments, if you can use the word valuable, in the kingdom is humility. Yeah. Mm. Humility yeah. is a garment that you can it wear really that, that actually is like, it's almost like it is the springboard to everything else. Because without it, I don't believe the Lord's going to release fully to us what we, what we desire. Um, so, you know, developing humility is probably one of the key things right now. And one of the ways that we develop humility is not having an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Amy shared that with me. She said that, you know, when you're in settings and any time someone says, well, in my opinion, you you firmly just say very lovingly, we're not interested in opinions. (laughs) Revelation. Give me a revelation. Give me a revelation. That's that's exactly exactly right. right. I tell the Lord all the time that I don't want an opinion. And I don't. You just tell me what you think. That's what I think. Because that's all that's going to last anyway, you know. We've, we're old enough, I think, all of us to know that our opinions really don't last very long sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Zechariah 3 and 4 have been just a key passage, you know, for us over the years. Um, I connect both 3 and 4, Zechariah mm-hmm. 3, with Zechariah 4 because Zechariah 3 is the platform for Zechariah 4. Mm-hmm. In other words, we, right now the Lord is clean. You know, we are both priest and kings. Yeah. Right. That's what the Bible says. 
Amazing passage. I don't get too long with it, so no, divert right. me if I do. But, you know, Revel, uh, Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, the Lord takes the seal book, he breaks it, and they sing a new song. Worthy are you to take the book, break its seals, for you were slain, purchased for God, men of every nation, tongue, tribe, and kingdom, and made them to be priests and kings, and they'll rule planet Earth. Yeah. So there is this dual anointing mm-hmm. that we have right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Zechariah 3 is the priestly role. Zechariah 4 is kingly. Wow. So Zechariah 3 is the platform where we have new garments and even a new way of thinking, a clean turban. Zechariah 3, 7, you know, if you walk in my ways, perform my service, you'll govern my house, have charge of my courts, and I'll grant you free access among these that are that mm-hmm. scripture. Then you jump over to, to Zechariah 4, and that's the building. That's the building chapter, building mm-hmm. according to the hands of Zerubbabel, the, hand, yeah. the foundation that Christ laid, and then the capstone comes with shouts of grace, grace. So I, you know, and that's I, the seven spirits hit there too, right? That's, exactly that's right. all that's exactly right for, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. that, that is going past earnest into mm-hmm. fullness. Yeah. Every one of these great champions we've talked about, you know, all, you know, somehow got catapulted into another dimension. Mm-hmm. They reached a certain plateau in their life. They locked themselves away for a season, and most most of them said, "I'm not coming out till God visits with me." Mm-hmm. And, and that happened with John G. Lake, that happened to William Branham, Catherine Kuhlman, all of them. And they came into this encounter where I believe they were taken over into the priest-king anointing, mm-hmm. where the seven spirits of God are, and they function in a different realm of authority mm-hmm. and power. So, you know, I believe right now we're moving out of Zechariah 3. This is a message we've brought recently into Zechariah 4. Mm-hmm. The Spirit of the Lord, you know, the Spirit of Moses and Elijah, the two olive trees, I believe. Um, we are the capstone generation. Yeah. And yeah. it's time to build, right? That's it is exactly. time to build. Zechariah 4. It says the hand, you know, the same anointing that laid the foundation, which was Christ, will bring the capstone. That's right. Yeah. Bring, it's the same, uh, it's the ministry of the Lord through a people now. Mm-hmm. I so wish you knew the Bible better. <laughs> I'm working on it. Well, and I have to say. Paul Keith knows the Word of God. Now. I'm telling you, he knows the Word of God. We are so aligned with, in, in, in just simplest terms, we believe make it really hard on God and easy on ourselves. I mean, because this is, this seems yeah. to be where people really have a, a decision to make. You cannot do it on your own in your own strength, and so you have to have that time away with the Lord, so yeah. that you're getting that revelation. You're understanding how to walk in humility, mm-hmm. how to live in the earth sure. realm, how to demonstrate Christ in you, yet Him moving among the people. And that seems to be the distance between where we are now and all of the platforms that have been built. Mm-hmm. Because what are they saying that really is the good news of Christ, mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, the good news being proclaimed? Mm-hmm. And I think even with all of our garment changes and understanding what our anointing is, there still are there are so many voices out there now. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like to talk about that just for the last few minutes that we have. How, how do we permeate society with this revelation and just keep moving forward and not engage with all of the... The voices. Mm. I mean, uh, just what? How is do we hear through all yeah. the all the I mean, many voices? This is really a tool that people need to understand. Uh, of course, Jesus makes it so easy for all of us. He says, "My people know my voice, know and the voice, voice of a stranger exactly right. they shall not hear." Yeah. But we're we're seeing manifestations of lots of voices, and they're following them. So, yeah. how do we address that in yeah. this kingdom age that we're in? Um, sure, I can share a little bit. <laughs> 
stop sharing question. my opinion. This is the question of the hour. It is. It's one of the most important yeah. questions we can ask right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's right. Yeah. You know, I'll just share this real quickly. I had you're talking about the sevenfold spirit of God, and I had an encounter a few years ago. Um, I went into another realm, like a truly another realm. Mm-hmm the realm of the spirit of knowledge, which is of the sevenfold spirit of God. And upon going into that place, I was drawn there, you know, like that come up higher. I was pulled there by the very heart of God. Mm. To go in there, I went through a washroom. I went through a process. And I left my opinions literally at the door before I went in deeper. There is no going in deeper with our own unsanctified imagination and opinions So in order for our opinions to become God's opinions, we have to first lay down all those imaginations and all those opinions. Right now, people are chasing after a fantasy. Mm. They want to believe something that just simply isn't real. The real thing hurts. The real thing is painful because the real thing means we got to deal with our stuff. You know, and dealing with our stuff, I'll tell you, when I went into that realm, it was painful physically. It was painful in every way. Meanwhile, he's in a dream state of some sort fighting off anacondas on my behalf so that I could go into that place. Literally, the thunders came, rested over our bed and shook and roared. We both heard them audibly. And that's the dimension of the warfare that we go through to go into the deep place. That's the warfare we go to to wrestle. We're literally wrestling about this opinion. we got to lay it down. And mm. in that place, we're then willing to hear the true knowledge of God. I think we haven't been willing to hear it because it hurts. Well, wow. just, just on that one, that one revelation right there and what she's talking about, this is the wrestling. And I'm telling you, I have been in such the battle of my life. I, I had to tell my husband several months ago, I was as tormented because I really, I had to have Jesus Christ. Yeah. I had to have him. I mean, yeah. it, it's like being born again. And I found myself over and over in these black, dark waters yeah. wrestling this massive beast. Yeah. I mean, I, I never saw the beginning of it. I was only caught in these deep waters. And we shared with you uh, when we were in Montgomery and the 67 angels of the state of Alabama came we literally wrestled that night in such deep intercession. I've never experienced anything like it. And then at our very next Rosh Kadesh, the Lord showed me floating in that very same body of water, which was now calm. The waves had ceased. The beast was gone and victory had been won. But that was my victory. You had your victory. Your yeah. husband was interceding for you. Yeah. He was there. He was experiencing mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who don't understand what this wrestling of, is about, that is exactly what it looks like in the yeah. spiritual yeah. realm. But yeah. you can be victorious. You cannot get stuck there. And you cannot be overwhelmed by that darkness yeah. because that's where the breakthrough comes for your families, we've talked so much in our very limited time about roots of iniquity being torn out. And yeah. just when you think you have moved on and you have overcome generational curses by the blood of Jesus Christ, then you see another little sprout, <laughs> you know, like a, another little sprout. And then the next thing you know, it's another root of iniquity. So it's an ongoing process yeah. is my point. Yeah. And Amy lives in this realm. Paul <coughs> Keith lives in this realm. 
I battle continuously. We've talked about battling dragons and slaying them. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this is what people need to understand mm -hmm. is happening. We have been infiltrated in our realm by true darkness. And mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and lay it out there because this is what I believe. There are so many things that are distracting us, so many platforms, so many voices. But we are in that position now. The Antichrist spirit is coming right yeah. in and literally permeating areas. This is that battle. So understand you're really contending for righteousness yeah. in your realms and in your spheres that's of influence. Right. So you're that's saying right. if we lay down our opinions through this wrestling, because that, that's yes. a battle for all of us, right, to, yeah. for us, then that's the first step to yes. saying, okay, I can now hear because yeah. I don't have a filter. Yeah. Of my sanctifying the soul, soul, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's yes. part of the and, soul. And so you yeah. said, Paul Keith, this is the most important question yeah, I was asking. I think so that why is, is that the question of the hour? Um, because there are so many voices. And we just wrote a book called "The Voice of the Bride." In uh, my very first paragraph he was wrote a book called the, Voice <laughs> of the, Bride. the first paragraph was, you know, there are many voices that have been heard: voice of politicians voice of innocent blood, voice, you know, all the various voices. The but the out. one voice that hasn't yet been heard is the voice of the bride, which is the bridegroom wow. through the bride. That's right. Um, you know, and it says, you know, you quoted the verse earlier, um, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice, mm -hmm. I will open the door. I fear uh, that a huge percentage of the church in America especially is not prepared for what you just said. Because we haven't equipped the people to realize this is the last days mm -hmm. and it's filled with conflict. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The conflict between the realms of darkness and light are greater than ever before. Yeah. The, the Bible says that. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not a doomsday guy. I'm just reading the Bible. <laughs> right. Paul clearly portrayed it. The Lord himself did. Matthew 24. Read Matthew 24. Those things have not all happened in the past. They're in the future. Those things that happened in the past were a little picture of what it's going to be at the end time. So we have to be ready, you know, and this is not for the faint of heart. I mean, it just really, if you're going to walk with the Lord, if you're going to experience the realms of glory as has been imparted, I believe there is a seed of destiny imparted to a people. And when they hear the voice, mm -hmm. it opens a seed. <sighs> that the seed comes to life. Yeah. It's in us. It says in, in 1 John 3, 9, that uh, we have the seed of our father abiding in us. Mm. Uh, the word seed is sperma. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm it just going to say it right out. But it, it would make sense. We have his DNA. I mean, yeah. we, we have are created have his We have his image. potential. Yeah. We have, wow. we we have, have the potential of God. We have everything that he <clears throat> brought to the earth realm. Uh -huh. We have it in that, in that seed. And when, when that seed hears his voice, it opens. Is that that scripture says there will come a day where the dead will hear, hear, the, hear his voice I mean, and live again? That's part of it, sure. Right? Absolutely. Um, it says in Daniel 9.10 that uh, Daniel repenting, saying, We have not obeyed the mm. voice of the Lord our God, mm. which he set before us through his servants, the prophets. There are some real prophets out there. Mm -hmm. uh, they're few and far between right now. That's yes, I said that. There's a lot of voices that are not truly prophetic. Uh, I mean, they're not, in my, and from what we can tell from the Scripture, not presenting the message of the kingdom, not preparing the people for the coming of the Lord. The prophetic will always be humble. It's not going to be arrogant. Well, I have you know? a question about that because I have long believed, I mean, from the very early days of, of my faith walk, that God has hidden people that have been being prepared, I mean, literally from the foundations of the earth. And when this season really is 
full born and the manifestation of everything that is is going to come that is coming that then these prophetic voices will come to the right. forefront. Yeah. They'll deliver the word of God, yeah. and you may never see them or hear from yeah. them again. Yeah. Yeah. They've been prepared for their whole lives mm-hmm. to deliver that one word yeah. that will compel us forward uh-huh. in these end times. Yes, yeah. I call them the ancient messengers. That's exactly yeah. right, I the have, ancient messengers. Yeah, I had an experience early this, earlier this year. We were in Alaska, and we were we took... Two planes, then a third puddle jumper plane, drove an hour, then took a quad for an hour and a half. They wanted us to pray on some land. And I had been given a dream that morning by the Lord, and the Lord said, go and impart reverential awe on the land and in the hearts of the people. So mid-prophecy, a 4.7 earthquake shakes beneath our feet. I remember when that hit. Oh. I had no idea you oh. were there. Yeah. Oh my. Right in the middle of saying right the words. Right in the middle of saying I the words. I remember exactly when yeah. that happened. Yep, yep. I prophesied in reverential awe. Um, into the land, and at that moment, it shook 4.7. I had a dream, not putting the 4.7 together at the time. You know how you do. You have all these pieces, then you look at them. And in the dream, I was shown the four corners of the earth and these seven messengers, and they were ancient messengers like you're talking about. They've been around a long time. This is wild stuff to me. They've been around a long time, prepared, like you said, for now. This is their release, and you know their posture is humility. There's no arrogance there. That's Their posture right. is righteousness and humility. Going back to what the Lord said, that what do you produce? We're producing humility. We're producing righteousness. And those are what those ancient messengers and any prophetic messenger. I love Malachi 2 where it says, My covenant with him is one of life and peace, and I gave them to him as an object of reverence. So he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and unrighteousness was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace. That's that peace we're talking about. And uprightness. And he turned many back from iniquity. Oh, wow. And that's a powerful word. Yeah, I want to make one point off of that. It's very important because I know you like... Give me one, two, three. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it. We should have taken it. We should have done this. I'm saying you're going to leave me with some show notes. Yes. Did I carry this out? This is yes. what's happening now and will continue happening. All right. You said the verse, uh, Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens, I'll come in. I will dine with him and he with me. Okay. That's almost verbatim language to Ezekiel 44, where you have the Zadoks, who are the remnant of the remnant of the remnant, Mm -hmm. who remain faithful to God during times of apostasy. And as a result of their faithfulness, they were rewarded with the privilege to dine at his table, which is uh, Mm -hmm. Revelation 3. But here's the important part. He says they, they would dine at his table, then come out of that, then able to separate clean from mm. unclean, mm. precious from profane. Yeah. Wow. That's where yeah. we are right there. The yeah. true voices are coming out of a place of intimacy with the Lord, able mm. to just separate this is God, this is not. This is clean, this is unclean. This yes. is precious, this is profane. Yeah. And they will be criticized harshly mm. because so much of what we consider to be clean and precious, the Lord does not. Wow. wow. You know, so many, and I could give examples, but we won't do that today. Uh, what's precious are the attributes that we've already discussed. You know, he's looking for humility. He's looking for truth. He's looking for people that will listen and obey the word. You know, yeah. simply, simple as that. The Lord doesn't send a true prophet in prior generations for an exercise in futility. If he sends a true prophetic voice, he expects us to believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does. It's not like a cafeteria. You go down the line picking Pick and, and choose, choose what you right? want. That's it, correct. It, he sits in front of you. You eat it. <laughs> yeah. 
whether you like it or not. And so I really think this is what's going to separate. This is that John the Baptist. Oh, my God, you took the words right out of my mouth. I had it formed. This is that John the Baptist anointing. We are entering into that. You go, you go. With well, no, but my, my heart in it is, even though they will be reviled and they will not be accepted, right. that will not move them. That's exactly Their right. assignment in the earth is to bring that word. Mm. And when that word is spoken... Everything right. in these realms will shift, mm-hmm. and then all of the realms throughout the entire cosmic universe will begin to shift. That, yeah. That's the spirit of Elijah, right? And coming the before the, no the, the great and coming day no of the Lord. No doubt about it. And they'll have, one, they'll have one goal, and that is to make a people ready. And you believe that's a company of people that God is raising up under yes. that spirit uh, that will prepare the way for the Lord. Absolutely. Just, They're called friends of the bridegroom. Wow. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we could go on and on and on. Uh, when you and I had a conversation two nights ago, the, when I felt the real presence of God, when I said these words to you, I said, just like there's a people preparing for the Lord, there's a people preparing for the, uh, the Antichrist as well. There's, there's a, right. We're entering to a season of oh, true distinction, organized. aren't we, of, yeah. of light and darkness, yeah. uh, and, and we're here. And so it's a very uh, exciting time in history, I believe, but it's a very serious, yes. sobering yeah. uh, time. And so... Uh, I want you to do two things for us, if you will. One, obviously, uh, people need to know how to, I mean, not that you need our introduction, but I'd like for people to know how to be a part of the things you're doing. I know you do a table talk. I know there's things you're doing that people can continually to be discipled in these deeper things of God. This is important. If you would let them know how they can do that. And then if you would pray for us, all of us watching today, Mm. just that this, you know, this spirit we're feeling of, this hunger, yeah. this desperation of your Lord, we want to be that people for you, uh, just to help us help us do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, amazing. I just have to say real quickly. I know we're closing this up, but when you said the word hunger, I still feel it inside me. Like what you know, the people are hungry. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. and that's why they're trying to eat everything, anything they can find. But the ones that cry out for righteousness are satisfied. It's like it's a simple answer, really. It's just quite simple. I feel it in me in there. I will go ahead and I'll just share. (laughs) I could go on for longer as well. We have a lot of opportunities um, to connect with us. And we recently, a couple years ago, October will be two years, we started what's called The Table. We meet every Sunday. It's a very, we don't advertise it a lot. It's a very, very, very private forum. Um, by private, I mean about 1,500. It's intimate. It's, <laughs> it's intimate, intimate, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there yes, are a lot is. of people, but it is a very intimate mm-hmm. place. And we haven't done a lot of advertising because the Lord spoke and said, those who do not gather with me scatter. So we only wanted the ones the Lord was gathering, and he's gathering an amazing crew of people. We talk about the deep stuff like we've talked about here today. Nothing there is light. So if you're looking for <laughs> light, don't come to the table. <laughs> um, Paul Keith has um, a new podcast out called All Eyes on You, where it's a real teaching format. So he sits down and he teaches, and he is by himself, so he's not interrupted by me every seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, ooh, ooh. sometimes I raise my hand. I do the same exact ooh, thing. Ooh, ooh, like, pit me. At lunch, I'm like, oh, can, can, can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, we also have a word for the moment uh, video blog that usually, usually there's about one 
per week. You can find all of this on our app, White Dove Ministries app. White Dove is one word. Everything is on there. You can find videos. You can find sermons. You can find notes, poems. Our table family, this is really amazing. They send us their artwork, oh, and all that. of their artwork goes on our nice. app. I so we get that. to share. It's beautiful stuff. Yes. It's beautiful. It's so amazing to be able to connect with yeah. people all over the world because we have many nations that we want to see how the Lord is really ministering in their gift. Uh, we also have, what am I missing? Oh, we usually travel one weekend per month. So you can look on the itinerary and find where we are mm-hmm. and come join us. And our books. That's oh, that's right. We have books. Yeah, good books. <laughs> yeah, Those we are on the app, a, too. A new book out, and I, and I think they're pretty relevant for now. You know, her book is really, really good. Um, but, yeah, so you mean pray? Please, Paul uh, Keith. I just want to pray awakening, you know, mm. that... that you know, we talked about this seed inside of us. I want to speak yes. to the seed of destiny in the Thank heart you, of those that are watching and are listening to this program. Uh, Lord, that you would pour out the spirit of wisdom and revelation mm. as was first spoken at the mm-hmm. very beginning. That, that insight, that illumination, that light would strike the seed in the heart of all of us. Mm. And all the light, all the life that's in the seed would come out and permeate our spirit, our soul, and our body. That we would that we would be a, a vessel compatible for the Lord. The Lord would come and occupy us, um, dwelling in us, living in us, doing through us um, all that the Lord did when He walked the earth in human form. So I just want to speak to every person. I want to release that anointing. You know, the Apostle Paul was anointed to bring people out of darkness into light, from the dominion of Satan into the dominion of God. So we just release that illumination to bring people out of darkness into light, from the dominion of Satan into the dominion of God, where there is great revelation, great insight and intimacy. We release that to every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paul, Keith, and Amy. What a blessing to have you guys. I know you all have been blessed uh, watching, and uh, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Uh, Wow. We could just chew on that. For I really a, a wish long, we had long... just set up in the platform and just kept going as everybody come in. Okay, <laughs> I really, next time we no, will okay. do. We okay. will, <laughs> guys. There's just such a richness of the treasures of heaven at this table, and I, I of course, you know, I consider Kent to be a treasure and our <laughs> dear friends. And we've all been friends for a very long time. We've yeah. lived a lot of life together, yeah. and I think we're all about to see some things. So, mm-hmm. cry out for. Just the Lord Jesus to just really show you who he wants you to be in him. Yeah. That's just the, the sweetest part of it. And you don't, you don't have to be anybody else. When your identity is in Christ, you know where you came from. You know what you're here to do, and you know where you're going. Amen. And that's one of the most humbling aspects of mm-hmm. serving this amazing living God. Mm. He doesn't want you to be out there in the lost, dark, wandering, crying out, hungry, cold. He wants you to know him. Yep. So cry out for righteousness. It's right there for the asking. Yep. Amen. 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 Wow. All right. We got to go. Or we're going right. to get caught up again. <laughs> <laughs> Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So we thank God for the freedom of the Holy Spirit we've experienced today. Blessings on you, and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.